Hello there again. Uh, this is uh, episode nine of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. Uh, my name's David. Uh, joining us today is Laurie Camper-Kearney. Uh, I think I pronounced that right. Uh, from Minnesota, USA. She's uh, going to talk to us uh, and have a conversation about what she's been up to, her struggles and trials and journey through PCS as well, uh, and what inspired her to, to make changes in lifestyle and then to go on to help other people as well. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, so uh, hi Laurie, how are you today? Hello. <laughs> Great, so Laurie's joining us uh, from the cold north of the United States, Minnesota, I believe. <laughs> We've yeah, already yeah. established it's probably even colder than it is here in the north probably. of England. Yeah, probably. Um, so um, today Laurie wants to talk to us about uh, brain health mainly and the good habits, dietary habits and things like that. Um, so first of all, Laurie, could you start off and, and tell us a little bit of background about yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a certified integrative health coach, Mm -hmm. and I also have had a traumatic brain injury and diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome. Mm. So I am um, uniquely qualified to be here today. Um, So I had my accident in 2012 Mm -hmm. on a biking outing on Father's Day, and it was Mm. a sunny day to start off with, and then it started to rain. And... um, the kids and, and my husband at the time went ahead. We were at a bike shop, and I said, go ahead because it's raining, and yeah. I have to just get something fixed on my brand-new bike. Mm-hmm. And I left the parking lot, and I was going a little bit faster than I should, and then it was slippery with the rain, and a car pulled out in front of me. Uh, and so thankfully, I had a helmet on because I went straight up and then went straight mm-hmm. down on the parking lot with my head being the first point of contact. Um, and then my body just slammed down to the ground. Oh dear! So I didn't realize at the time, but at that moment, June 17, 2012, my life completely changed. Mm. And um, I now look mm. back at this time as a tragic gift because yeah. I went through a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm on the other side and I see the beauty of everything that I've experienced but I mm. had a lot of injuries on my body, but they all healed. But I yeah. had mm-hmm. a traumatic brain injury. Mm. Um, they said you had a massive concussion, and I was not feeling myself. And I think a lot of people no. that are listening today probably can understand when you just don't feel like yourself. Oh, right? go- gosh, yeah. Like we, we were talking yesterday about disassociation, where you like you feel like you're an alien plunked on this planet, and like you know, it's like whose life is this? <laughs> yes, like somebody took over <clears throat> my brain and was yeah. like, "What is happening?" And I was generally um, an optimistic, happy, um, full of energy, full of energy person, and yeah. I had a lot of fatigue. Mm. I had level 10 headaches almost every single day. Mm. Um, I felt a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. felt extremely negative. I think my yeah, thoughts yeah. were about 99% negative, yeah, lots of depression. The early days are tough, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's just in poor judgment. Um, mm. I just um, was not making the best decisions. I, I was telling work, um, sure, I'll be going to Chicago next week. You know, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. think that <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> I look back and I thought, why would I even think that mm. I would be able to do something like that? Yeah, it's just... um, and it's hard because, 
you know, after, uh, you know, my neck healed and the stitches and so I didn't have the neck brace on or anything going on, I looked fine on the outside. And so yeah. people were like, oh, I'm so happy that you feel better. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, actually, this is an invisible illness. I don't feel good. Yeah. I, I don't. And but I looked good on the outside. Um, and so it was very hard because I had two daughters in um, in grade school and um, had some stress at home with the marriage that I was in. Mm. So I didn't always have the time that I needed to really heal the brain. And um, so when I, after about two and a half years, yes, two and a half years, Mm. I went through um, treatment at Hennepin County Medical Center, the Traumatic Brain Injury Clinic. My doctor said, we're either going to take you to Mayo Clinic in Rochester or HCMC. And so this is the top clinic um, in the Midwest that people come from all over. And I did occupational therapy, speech Mm. therapy, physical therapy. Mm. Um, I've tried all different kinds of medication. And I kept putting the power into other people. Like, okay, what are you going to do to heal me? Um, And I wanted that quick fix that I was Uh, used to, something to get my life back. I just wanted my old (laughs) life back. Um, And then they finally said to me one day, like, um, you know, Lori, this is as good as it's going to get. We can't do anything more for you. Oh. And I tried a medication that gave me some relief from my my headaches. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, it's it's really damaging your liver, so we can't have you on it. And I said, no, that's okay. I'll stay on it because it's giving me some relief. And she right. said, you don't understand. Like, you will die if you stay on this. And I said, oh, yeah, dear. you don't understand. I'm okay with that. <sighs> I would rather live a smaller life without as much pain and anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, and it was really a low part in my life that I really was not feeling grateful for my family. No. I just felt I had this pity party going on. Oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The future, hot I yeah. just really was like, this is, this is the worst, right? Well, that's it, um, yeah. yeah. A pity party, come alone, don't bring a friend. Yeah, that I really <laughs> didn't want to live anymore. And no. finally, I just thought, I thought, I have two decisions here. <laughs> so mm. I decided I I want to try to heal myself. And yeah. I, I worked with a health coach. And through that process, she helped me look at what I was eating, look at my habits. And through that whole process, I was able then to heal myself. And mm. now... I am so privileged that I'm able to help other people heal. So when I look yeah, back, I truly believe that this was a blessing um, yeah, in my cool. life, that I was supposed to go through all of that crap, <laughs> that really oh, awful yeah, yeah, time in my yeah, life, yeah, so to get me to where I am today to help inspire and let other people know. Because I thought, why didn't I know this? Like, it should be well, so yeah, it, it should be so simple as well. But that, what what you've just described as well is such a common experience. And yeah, through the alienation, isolation, and, and then yeah. just just feeling that you just need something to kind of kill the pain, no matter what. Yeah. But as well as all of that, um, you come to that point, which I did. I think uh, I remember the early days of you kind of kind of coming and finding our group, and and I had read yeah. your story before, so thank you for reminding me. Um, but uh, yeah, in those early days, you you kind of lose all perspective of, uh-huh. of of how you fit into the world, and it's like uh, not only that, but you're dealing with all these symptoms around up to forty odd symptoms in the syndrome. But uh-huh. then you're also dealing with the grief of what uh-huh. you you put what you inevitably are gonna lose, 
well, you know, with me it was my job, my home, and kind of like friendships and things and all kinds of stuff. And in the end, when you get through it all, you realise, oh my god, I'm a I'm a survivor. I'm like a warrior or warrioress, you know, kind of fought through this. You know, been been out and just kind of had nothing and and try to get back. But through that, uh, very importantly, as you say, is is well, actually, uh, now it's it's seen as a blessing in disguise, and there is no way no way that we'll be here talking or would have done anything in these groups for the last 10 years 11 years if that hadn't happened to me i would be somewhere else just kind of blissfully obliviously kind of going on with a different life not worrying about helping anybody or any you know kind of well i might have done but you know what i mean not anybody with brain injury anyhow well, and I'm so grateful to your Facebook group and everything you've done, David. Oh, no, because it's an absolute joy. That was the, <laughs> those were the first times that I heard about holistic healing. Oh, yeah, yeah. From that Facebook group. Uh, you, and you know I'm a nutter on that. So. <laughs> yes, and I thought, and at first I thought, no, 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 I'm this at the best freak. clinic around. They're yeah, going to yeah. find something to heal me. And then it always came back every time I'd go on that Facebook group. It always came back to what really does work is when we change our lifestyle, when we change what we eat, when yeah, we yeah. reduce mm-hmm. that stress. Yes. Um, the, yeah. There's a lot in our control that we can do to help us heal. Yeah, it's, it's the basics that we've we've forgotten over these last yeah. few decades and what are maybe parents and grandparents and their parents and so on knew about nature and healing and yeah. things as well. But in, in this modern age, we've become so kind of bound up in technology that we've forgotten to teach our children and uh, the, the most basic skills and the most basic things about life because, the, you know, they're kind of like hypnotized by iPads and satellite TV and all, all this internet and stuff. And so, yeah, you kind of forget yourself. We, we've got like a collective amnesia going on regarding healing. And uh-huh. like we were saying yesterday, we're ready now for this new paradigm of healing. We're ready for it, you know. There is a place for allopathy, drug medicine and, and so on in it, but it, it's exclusively not just that to help people heal. Because, you know, there's energy healing, there's sound healing, there's, um, there's this chap... Uh, in Britain now, a scientist who's uh, found a way to um, magnetize viruses and illness in the blood and pull them out with a magnet. <laughs> mm. So there's all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's still amazing what is out there, the opportunities oh, for us to heal. And yeah. and I liked what you said about grief because grief, yeah. I was so focused on getting my old life back. Yeah, never going. And I had to accept. Mm. that things were going to be different and that's okay it's mm. okay that things are going to be different and that I was going to carve out this new life and then I got excited and I thought wow I can actually create the life that I want I am going to do mm. things differently so I'm going to create that yeah. I have that power to do that but I had to um yeah say say goodbye to my old job that they kept mm. holding for yeah. me mm-hmm. um I had to say goodbye to being that super mom, you know, doing all the activities and and really paring down and finding my new, my new normal, my new, um, the the new you, where to start, where to to start the next chapter. Yeah. 
The next chapter. Yeah, absolutely the next chapter. And I actually, I shouldn't even say the word normal because I don't think there is really oh, such a thing no. as normal no, anymore. It, it, no, that's a word that people use to beat other people uh, kind of submissively or um, passively to say, oh, you're not normal or this isn't normal. Right. But, you know, there is no bloody normal. If somebody, no. say, if somebody says to me, I take it as an insult. <laughs> Because yes. I'm proud to be kind of weird and different and have different opinions and different views. And you know what? I'm, I, you know, we do, I do get criticism for, for, and I've got all over the last 10 years. You would not believe the attacks and criticism we, we, we've kind of had and got in private from yeah. people that have just been like, well, you know, you shouldn't be saying this, you shouldn't be saying that. You wouldn't, you simply would not believe it. So I think it's obviously a good sign that you're doing something right by speaking your truth. Because yeah, if people are attacking yeah. you and like I, that, and, and then I was looking at my dryer the other day, and I thought, boy, there's not even a normal setting anymore on the dryer. No, <laughs> like, no, no should be normal. Not no. out there. But I think about, um, you know, that I like to fit out. You know, yeah. that it's okay to have views that are unlike most people in America. Oh, um, yeah. Most people here eat the standard American diet, which is um, mm. acronym is FAD. And that's how I used to eat. And so when we go to places, a lot of times I am different from everybody else. And that's, that's okay. Everybody yeah. um, has a different way of living and I, we just have to respect each other. But for yes. people who are yeah. ready to make a change um, and would like to have relief from their TBI symptoms mm. or even for anyone who is just aging, right? We want to supercharge our brain yeah. and be the best that we can be. So these healthy tips that we're going to talk about today can relate to to anybody that wants to increase their brain power and work on their brain health yeah and we, we had this conversation yesterday about neurogenesis and about how to, ways to kind of help the brain to build new pathways and and yeah. you know nature oh and food is always in my opinion the best solution you know, there might be yeah. there might be all these these flashy new nootropic drugs and things where you get stacks of different stuff that are meant to kind of boost brain concentration and that. But I I don't not all of them are entirely natural, so I'm not too sure about that. But yeah. right, so could you begin then to start to tell us? I, I had yeah, a little re- yeah. read for your handout, yeah, and, I, and uh, I, I was kind of licking my lips, looking at the types of food you're recommending, thinking, yeah, mm, I know, no, all that's good that's ones. that's good, yeah. Well, and I love what you just said about um, growing the brain cells because a lot of yeah. people think that we are not able to grow new mm. brain cells as adults. Yeah, but no, that they, is a they, myth they, that no, it's, the it's, brain does not it, stop growing. No, it's been disproven. So it really depends on our lifestyle and what we put into our bodies or what we don't put into our bodies. Yes. But our brain absolutely has the capacity to regenerate and mm-hmm. to grow throughout our entire lifetime. Yes. Um, and so I think it's really um, exciting. And when I read this research, and I'm all about brain research, um, for if you are just aging or if you've had an injury to your brain or you've had an illness, mm. you know, brain cancer or tumor, anything, yeah. that we actually can um, adapt and yeah. grow these new cells. So, yeah, probably, can, yeah. you know, our brain's memory center is called the hippocampus. And right. So it is actually, you know, adaptable. Mm-hmm. It's capable of growing these new cells. We just always have to have that lifestyle to support it. Um, mm-hmm. But all, you know, cells need these nutrients to grow. So my oh, first yes. tip is, is just, you know, to eat for your brain. Mm. So it's a wonderful thing when we can 
um, have food that actually nourishes our body. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a second podcast that's just going to go in detail mm. about all my top 15 brain boosting foods because it is so detailed. Um, but the bottom line is that we, whenever I look at a food, I put it in my hand first and I'm like, is this food going to help make me feel better? Mm. Or is it going to make me feel worse? Yeah. So for yeah. breakfast, I used to have a Diet Coke and oh. a bagel. And now I have a green smoothie. Oh, you know? no. So <laughs> it's a big difference on how I feel. And we have to be yeah. aware and listen to our bodies. Um, yeah. I just want to share one study real quick with you that I just okay. was so fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And it's a little disturbing, but UCLA did this research with rats. Mm-hmm. And the sad part that I always get disturbed about is that they gave every single rat a traumatic brain injury, a TP, TBI. Yeah, um, and then they separated these rats into two different groups. Mm-hmm. And in one group, they gave the rats uh, a healthy diet and you know lots of good water. And the other group, they gave them a high fructose diet. So that's that high sugar diet. That's that standard American diet. Um, so at the end of three weeks, the rats on the high sugar diet were more confused, mm. and they had decreased cognitive memory. Yeah. Um, and the one that had ate healthy and had the water were back to the base level after three weeks. And so when I read this, I thought, "Oh my gosh! If I would have just known when mm. this first happened." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You to got, really well, no, it's, my brain, I'd never even you. thought about that food can change mm. how we heal yeah for sure food sugar's just pushed on people though although yes. well, over here we've got the sugar tax now and that's even more dangerous because they were saying oh you know the government's when the, our government starts talking up that something's wrong or dangerous then you know that there's an agenda so uh they were going like oh we're going to have the sugar tax where you know like if you buy sugar drinks and sweets all the tax will be put on them to help go to the healthcare system so now everything, if you go into supermarkets here, every type of, you can't get a, a soft drink or anything that's got just sugar in it. They've got all, it's basically like aspartame, phenylalanine yeah. and, and sucralose, which is extremely dangerous and carcinogenic. Because mm-hmm. that sucralose has got three chlorine molecules in it. You mm. can use it to clean your pool, Laurie. Yeah, well, and like Splenda was yeah, invented like by so a, a pesticide and, company. Yeah, and they, keep, know, they, they keep changing so the name So I was well. thinking about, you know, I was having like three Diet Cokes a day and Whoa. all of those artificial <laughs> sweeteners counts? that were going to my brain. I mean, nobody should have any artificial sweeteners no. in their body. No, 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 no. So, um, so it's really <clears> important <throat> that we are eating foods and drinking the right foods that have, you know, the good kind of fats, high in antioxidants, mm. limit that caffeine and alcohol and processed foods. Yeah. So um, in the next podcast, we're going to go really in detail about all of my top 15 brain-boosting foods. Fantastic. Um, and I just wanted to share, too, that... I don't always think that education is transformation. And so I mm-hmm. encourage everyone listening to bring out a notebook, yeah. um, to take notes throughout this workshop. Yes. And think about, as we're talking about these brain-boosting habits today, you mm-hmm. know, maybe put a star or a circle around the ones that you think that you could put into your life today. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the real improvement happens is by yeah. taking what you learn and putting it into action. And I always like to suggest taking like something easy first. So yeah. something that maybe you're like, oh, I've done that before. I mm-hmm. could do that again. 
And then you're patting yourself on the back the next week, like, I'm so great, I did this. And then you go to the next step. Yeah. And the next step. Yeah, that's good and, advice. Yeah, don't, don't try and make wholesale changes all at once. Yeah, yeah. It's and, too hard. Um, so you can kind of get one one habit after the other. But I just want to let you know, I do every single one of these tips, because mm-hmm. these habits, because for me to live a successful life, I run two small businesses now. Mm. Um, I need to have my brain at top capacity, right? Yes, I need yeah. to have that energy and that focus. And so for me to live a good life, I still have to manage my traumatic brain injury, the post-concussion syndrome. Yes. So mm. when I'm on my computer too much or if I'm not getting that self-care, I absolutely get headaches. I absolutely can go on a downward spiral to depression. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I have to be aware and be very intentional about how I live my life. And it is such um, an important part of my life. And I think that most people who have had an injury, they are so motivated to make themselves feel better that they are really good about adding these to our diet, to our way of living where somebody else might be like, well, I have a healthy brain already. Um, and they may have cognitive decline from aging later yeah, on in life, yeah, whereas be. we can be intentional now. So don't wait till you have an injury or anything. Oh, no, no, um, no. And the main thing that I, I like to, to tell to people is, well, yeah, use preventative medicine naturally, yeah. but use food as preventative medicine as well. Yeah. And everybody that, that that's emerging in this new paradigm of healing, if you look at uh, like Ty Bollinger and there's like truth yeah. about cancer, truth about vaccines, he talks about like eating, obviously as you will do, is talk about eating the rainbow, all the different colours of vegetables yes. and things, all the different stuff in there, because all nature's put it all there for, for your brain to, to, to be boosted as well as your body too. Um, yeah, we need to go back to the way we used, well, we used to eat, to eat like yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely, because... What are the- the the age of processed food has has really yeah. killed health, but at the same time that the age of kind of processed food became readily available, all of a sudden the drug companies became more powerful and the the healthcare system kind of like got overworked. So there's definitely a correlation there, but the people from the drug industries don't talk to the people in the, the the food industry and they don't kind of get together or maybe that's something to do with lobbying in Washington or, or Westminster or wherever yeah. where there's where there's not meant to be a correlation because yeah, it, it seems it seems to oh massive sick, massive you know yeah well right. we don't want to get into that <laughs> right yeah, now, yeah. we could so, be here all night yeah. yeah and it's hard in the United States mm. it's allowed for prescription companies to do commercials and yeah, ads and just so we're constantly horrendous. getting this if you feel this get this drug oh, and, mm, and so we're in just... that mentality of having that <clears throat> that quick fix where it really yeah. needs to come back to yeah. your lifestyle because that's just putting a band-aid on something Ooh, where when we holistically yeah. change we're getting to the cause we're actually healing the inflammation on the brain we're yeah. healing we're creating new neural pathways in our brain so that we can continue to have this and not just be dependent on a prescription that is just maybe covering up a symptom well, um, it, instead yeah. of getting right to the root cause of it 
Yeah, it's a, st- um, it's a sticky plaster, like you say. You know, like you can keep for years. I know people for years have gone on like one plaster, another. It's like, you know, if you keep wallpaper in the same wall with different wallpaper every couple of yeah. years, it's st- it's all still there underneath. It's just you've got a lot more to strip off to get to kind of repair the wall if something's wrong. Yeah. And uh, it, it amazes me that, yeah, we've, we've got, like I said before, we've got into, and pardon the pun, literally kind of amnesia over yeah. health and healing and food as well and people don't see the connection between food and nature and healing and even sometimes with the brain and the body as well because it's so far removed if you go to a hospital or you go to see a, a, a neurologist or whatever th- there's no reference to nature or there's no reference there's very rarely reference to f- food and diet it's crazy it's like such, the missing link. Yeah, I feel such passion that God put me in this position to be the voice to help other people heal. That suffering yeah. is optional mm. because there is this missing link in the medical professional professionals that they want people to heal. The doctors, the nurses, they want yeah, people to heal. Yeah, bless but you. there's but they're missing the link on the holistic method, the lifestyle and, yeah. the, and the food. I remember yeah. being in my kitchen and you, after making a smoothie and all of a sudden, you know, my headache was lower and I just thought, oh my goodness, like mm. this is so impactful. And I just could not believe why I didn't know this. And I thought I have to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I have to learn more about nutrition and lifestyle. So I went to the school to um, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition to get more informed to tell other people. But I thought, here, here I am with a brain injury, signing up to go to a year-long school that's like a medical school. I'm like, mm. oh my goodness, can <laughs> I do this? Yeah, go for <laughs> but it. But the more yeah. I did it and and kept up with these holistic methods, the more my memory got better and yeah. the more my concentration got better. Mm-hmm. And so it was. I felt like I probably I tried. I probably had to give more hours to it than most people, um, yeah, uh-huh. but I just kept plugging along and plugging along and adding in more and more um, of what I was learning. I was like yeah. the experiment, basically, on myself. Yeah, well, that's what you need to be to yourself when you've, when you've gone through that, when you realize, when you get through the, the, the grief period, and then you're like, well, hang on a minute the old old self and old life isn't coming back where do I go now and then yeah. you really have to knuckle down so at what point Laurie did you then find that um you uh had more purpose to go forward and actually organize and create something uh to help other people yeah I went back to school um I graduated in 2016 mm-hmm. and so that is exactly when I decided, okay, I'm going to write some workshops yeah. on brain health. And so that's why today I'm going to share with you, you know, more help, healthy habits and then another podcast on food. But I have now written over 25 workshops on, you know, wow. about positive thinking and the healing powers yeah. of gratitude yes, and about yeah. kicking the sugar habit and all, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much to learn about uh, really being healthy mind body and soul and nourishing all all parts of us yeah i mean again i've talked about this a few times in the in the podcast was the one of the main things that i found through all the experiences from like 2006 
even to this year when I had another concussion about, I think, May time. Um, oh. The one thing, uh, despite the fact that I worked out a way to recover from cushion, concussion within a week or two, <laughs> just really, really uh, almost foolproof. But the main thing that's always stuck in my mind is you have to believe you are going to recover. You have to believe your brain is going to heal. You have to believe you're going to get better as to the best of its capability. You're never going to be your old self. And that is part of the acceptance. So grief and belief are two things there that are kind of parallel almost. You have to, you have the grief, you will have the grief, but you also have to, no matter how much you affirm it to yourself, you have to believe that somehow, yeah. no, you, even if you don't know how, you're going to get better. And that sounds yeah. kind of like what you were doing as well. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up, David, because for anybody who's listening who has had anything, any injury to your brain, you absolutely, 100%, with all my belief, can heal. Yes. You can do it. And I, and I forgot to share, I just didn't share that, you know, with my biking accident, about three and a half months later, I was ready to go back to work, or I thought I was. Yeah. Um, and then I was in a car accident the day before I was supposed to go back oh, to work. No. And so it set me back even further than where I first started. And so oh, sometimes no. you do have things that will keep coming up and kicking you basically like in the head again, over and over again, saying yeah. like you're going to knock down. And this is where we need to have go down and have that resilience and so, that that courage to keep moving forward despite all of the, the things that are going to come in front of us. I didn't have an easy path. I went through a divorce through mm. all, all this. I bought a new house. I mean, I've done some really challenging things that yeah. even without Stressful. a brain injury would have been difficult. Stressful, um, that we just need to keep per- persevering and, and just think about moving forward and having patience and self-compassion for ourselves. Yeah, and, and I was going to ask. I was going to ask before. Uh, d- did you sustain a concussion, then, or did you have further concussions, or was that just? Yeah, yeah, it was did? another concussion. So is that, is that two in total? Two in total, yeah. Since and then, I, yeah. I most likely, mm. um, when I look back into my life, I was a cheerleader in high school and college, yeah. and um, there was a few accidents that I had that I landed on my head, and I right. had headaches for weeks on end. Uh, and not kn- now okay. knowing more the symptoms of concussions, I most likely sustained two concussions, <laughs> um, one in high school and one in college, Um during that time, mm, but I right, didn't so really pinpoint yeah, it. And, and we all know, some people get concussions and you can heal quickly, yeah, yeah. and others um, do not, and then like you and I, David, get diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome. Well, yeah, it's a really weird thing because I was thinking about this, just, just again today and as you were talking, saying, well, in my earlier life, I had concussions, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, nearly six foot three tall, so yeah, it's, it's bound to happen. So yeah, <laughs> it just like, constantly I, I had a few instances where yeah I really whacked my head but never ever all that time growing up never ever had a problem mm-hmm. and it's only when I got to like I think my first one was when it was like 32 uh, 33 something like that uh, that I had like two in the space of 10 minutes and that that's only when that became mm-hmm. put went on to become and I think some of it uh, in in the recent science is there's biomarkers in the uh, early stage of a mal-traumatic brain injury, axonal uh, damage in the brain, 
sometimes the brain is flooded with calcium and it can lead to uh, kind of like distended brain cells and things but uh-huh. there's there's usually when if you just concussed there's not enough technology or the right kind of scanners like DTI scanners available to check uh-huh. to see what's actually yeah. gone on and then in that first one two three months you probably still most people don't get a scan whereas you should have it straight away um, uh-huh. but it seems that well yeah, we're just lagging behind still in the area. Yeah, my my favorite doctor and researcher is Dr. Daniel Amen, and he's done thousands yeah. of brain scans, and he is <clears throat> the one that really talks about the uh, National Football League, the NFL, and about the multiple oh, concussions yeah, and, yeah. and what it's... that creates in our life. And so I think, you know, one thing like for you and I and a lot of other people, we've had multiple concussions in our life. Yes, and so yeah. the more mm-hmm. we have, um, the chances of it being more severe are greater as well. So yeah. um, for myself, you know, I choose not to water ski or downhill ski anymore. <laughs> no, no. Um, Me neither. Just, <laughs> yeah, just because of the fact that yeah. I I don't want to sustain another brain injury, no, another I, concussion. I, I, I don't go in any eyes. What it could do for me. I still go, you know hiking i do a lot of fun things yeah, but yeah, i just but, limit some of those that are more dangerous yeah. um that it's okay I'm, I'm 48 years old sensible. i i am still very active in my life but i'm okay i'm okay without yeah. without doing those kinds of things well, um but yeah one of the you know habits um <laughs> that is important when we're healing is regular exercise. Oh, yeah. That really does help, like, literally, like, jog our memory. Uh, But movement is a major key in the brain-boosting process to occur. Mm. And so what research has said is, like, you know, when we exercise our body and we move, it improves our attention and our perception, our motivation, our Mm -hmm. memory, our decision-making skills, it regulates our moods. I know I used to be all up and down with my moods. It provides more mental clarity, and it really promotes that brain cell repair um, and improved learning and focus. So it's pretty amazing. The Journal of Neurology, they did a study that says, like, if we just exercise every day, our brain can slow down the aging process by about 10 years. Yeah, I believe that's. I, I firmly believe in that too. Uh, when I was injured, and th- I think I, within a year, just over a year, the f- first two injuries in one day, I had another one, and that really messed my face up as well. Like it was the, f- the front of the head, and um, even still at that time, I, I couldn't. I used to, in before that, I used to enjoy going running and and you know kind of physical exercise, yeah. but I had to, I had to, I did a lot of walking. And walking through where I live uh, in Yorkshire, here is really beautiful. I, I live in a city, but around we've got like so many. Uh, there's like valleys and and moors and things. So I could go walking for like half a day and and still you know kind of have a bit of energy left as well. Yeah, and I think that yeah. re- that really helped to save me as well. That and meditation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah, got absolutely. to be ways to to cope with it. And yeah, yeah. and and going back again to the uh, like the. Uh, Dr. Eamon and other uh, uh, Michael Michael A. McCrea 
um, Mickey Collins, Lady, all the others. But uh, I think there's one person who is on Facebook, and I don't know if you, you're friends with him as well, is uh, John DeVitt, Dr. John DeVitt. And he was in the NFL. He was an NFL player, I believe, okay. from what I know about him. Um, so it might be good if we can kind of rope him into a, <laughs> an interview or something. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I might yeah. I might tap him up later and say, well, you know, come on, <laughs> give us yeah. a handout. He seems like a lovely guy and he's got a, a lovely family. So, um, but yeah, it, it's good um, that we're all, we're kind of all on a, like the sim, you know, same page. Yeah, and I agree with you, like, walking is one of the healthiest things yeah. for our brain, and it's almost like a walking meditation when you're in woods, oh, yeah, you don't have yeah. your headphones with you, you're just in nature, you're mm. noticing things, you're being mindful, and when we're just in that present moment being mindful, that helps train the brain to not be in the future, which is anxiety, to go in the past, which is depression, mm. but you're just right, right, yeah. right there, mm-hmm. yeah. Um but yeah, so exercise absolutely like promotes brain health because it's releasing hormones from our muscles, and mm. that encourages the growth of new cells. Yeah. Um, now, I have an issue with my heart rate since okay. um, since my brain injury, and mm. so for me, I can't do really fast. Um, like running would not be a good activity for me. I'm always no. checking. To make sure that my heart rate's under 125. I used to only be able to go up to about 115 and I would get headaches. Mm-hmm. So you might just want to see, like, how do you feel after you exercise when you're doing things? Yoga has been life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did my first yoga class, I could only do half of a class. And... Um, and I cried a lot through it. I would go into forward fold, mm. and um, I'm like, what is happening to me? And the teacher at the time was like, you just have had so much trauma. It's trapped yeah, in your yeah, body. Yeah, your body's releasing so I was, it. Yeah. I was releasing all this trauma <laughs> from me, and I was doing all these heart openers and just becoming one with my body. And um, and I was so passionate about yoga that I um, now have been teaching yoga. So I... Mm. Um, just think that everyone uh, should practice some type of yoga because it helps with us focusing on our breath and then the movements can be slow and there's so many different types of yoga and so I suggest starting out with a restorative yoga or a yin yoga something that we're not moving that quickly Mm-hmm. And there's so many um, great, good yoga channels on YouTube that you can do it for free. Um, yeah, yeah. And like gardening okay. or light bicycling or swimming, those are all good mm-hmm. activities that aren't going to be high impact. Um, I used to take like hip hop dancing and, oh, and yeah. more things like that, <laughs> which yeah. I've I tried again mm-hmm. and I can do it, but I still will get a headache because the music is so loud and oh, it's such okay. big right. steps on the ground. Yeah. Um, so it's just learning to listen to your body to see what exercise is best for you. But you probably mm. have heard, you know, sitting is now known as the new smoking, that we're all sitting too much. And so it's more um, about, you know, yeah. every hour on the hour, if you are sitting a lot, you know, just getting up and doing some stretches um, throughout yeah. the day to mm-hmm. help release those hormones from our muscles. So we mm. have that um, <laughs> that neurogenesis, that neuroplasticity of the brain. But yeah, and you, we talked. You talked about you know meditation, and that's also one of those healthy habits. Um, 
It literally, like brain scans show it, literally Mm. can change your brain, um, which changes the quality of our life. So when we engage in a behavior over and over and over again, um, our neurons then can change how they talk to each other. So we are rebuilding that gray matter. So if you just for like eight weeks, 30 minutes a day, I mean, the, the studies show After eight weeks, there is a substantial difference of gray matter in the brain. And so it's about doing it every day, um, knowing that, you know, thoughts are going to come through as you meditate and you don't have to judge them. I used to be really like, oh, I can't do this. I'm frustrated. No, 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 that's not the way as well. Uh, No, no, I've been meditating since I was eight eight years old, uh, as I said before. Uh, My parents took uh, me and my brothers to learn that. And I'm the probably the only one of the three of us that kept it up and um, it became a, a major part of my life because it oh. helped me to to integrate into a different state of being different way of consciousness looking at things particularly through the years that, that, that had brain injury and that was a big part of, of saving my life as well and uh, in in the years I've gone through it as well I found that I used to just do sitting meditation and with a mantra or a mantra or not or but yeah, my way of, of looking at meditation was people think, oh, you've got to still the mind. No, 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 no. You need to be like, think about you sat on like a, what we call a roundabout or you might call a, an intersection over there. And you sat and it's nice grassy kind of, you know, flowers and, and you've got cars and things, trucks going all around you. you the, the, the traffic's just going to continue. Your mind is going to keep going. You just sit there and you just accept it and watch it and let it go past. And, oh, there's a red one. There's a blue one. There's a, you know, there's a truck. There's a bus. And, you know, just it just is. And that's, you know, that's meditation for me. It's yeah, like, that's just, a great and life, way to describe it. Life is, yeah, life is just like, well, acceptance of, well, yeah, you know, this person yeah. is angry. This person is sad. This person is in trauma this person is so on yeah. you know and, and you know you, you you have to kind of find a way and that's not for anybody listening about being disassociated that's not about being uninterested in life but it's like the Taoist principle that you know you when you get yourself right and when you 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 still your own self then people will automatically come to you for help they will automatically yeah. seek you out you know, yeah, like, like yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, be like yeah, the fruit tree, be like the fruit tree that bears fruit and then people will come and pick it. Yeah. You don't get fruit trees knocking on the back door of the supermarket going, excuse me, do you want some fruit? Right. <laughs> Just let, yeah. let them come Absolutely. to you. So, yeah, that's for me, that's what meditation's yeah. become. So walking meditation's great. Yeah, and when, when the thoughts do come and... I, I think, too, it's like we have the choice if we want to engage in that thought or not. Yeah. And so the more we say, you know, oh, I'm going to let that float away or let that traffic go by, whatever it is in your mind, the more we're going to teach the brain that we're coming back here. And, yeah. you know, I've been meditating now for years, but I still have thoughts that come through. So just being patient with yourself. Um mm. Because that is okay. And I love that you can do it anywhere. Yeah, um, anywhere that we don't have to like sit in a certain way. No, yes, you kind of see the pictures of people, you know, sitting with cross yeah, legs. But, but you can do it laying control. down in your bed, mm-hmm. you know, just be comfortable and, and just let let it flow. Just let it flow yes, through. Absolutely. 
there's a lot of guided meditation that is nice and easy when you first start as well. Mm, um, Deepak yeah. Chopra has some free ones on his website, and he has a lot of free 21-day challenges that are happening oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, so uh-huh, yeah. um, give it a try. And just breathing, that's a meditation. Just saying to yourself, I am inhaling, I am exhaling. Yeah, the rhythm. Or saying a mantra, I... Oh, mantras, yeah, mantras are, mantras are great, yeah, it's because it's used yeah. to like Sanskrit yeah. mantras and things, and yeah, um, I think Barry Long was one of my favourites, he was an Australian gentleman, very matter-of-fact, and uh, he, he's, he's available on YouTube as well, and for okay. people for people that might struggle to start to meditate, if, if they're not kind of into, uh, particularly for some men as well, who have more difficulty, his was just very direct, and he'd give you the visualization where you were you were stood inside a well, and you like you're pushing out with your arms and legs at, in the well to kind of keep yourself from falling in, and then he, he just gets you to let go, and then you're like woof down. Uh, so that I think that's free on YouTube. Got to start meditating now, Barry Long. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's quite quite a lot of stuff out there now that's all free. That's and YouTube has got its its good side where it's like well, you know, there's all this stuff that you can just pick up for free. Yeah, it's really nice. And um, the app Insight Timer um, has like 22,000 meditations on it, and they're from all over the world, so in all different languages. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, under the top 20, I love just there's like a 10-minute one that's just a morning meditation, and it has, you know, your intention for the day, gratitude, and deep breathing. And it just, it's a positive way to start the day. There's also... um, sleep meditations I know for myself um, since my brain injury I've had a little bit harder time sleeping so having to be Mm -hmm. um, doing some relaxing exercises or meditation (laughs) yoga nidra n-i-d-r-a that's a meditation with breath so so yeah so one of my tips also is just really focusing on getting enough um, rest and sleep because our body needs that time to recover from those days events any kind of stress Mm, and especially after a brain injury we need to have that time to repair so Mm. think about um, when you don't get enough sleep how that feels like for me I notice my memory is not as good Um, I'm not as focused I just am so tired I want to eat carbs and I know Mm. in America and I know this is true in other places too we sometimes wear this badge like I'm so stressed and I'm so important I only Mm. got five hours of sleep (laughs) and I don't know why we do this but I have like taken that badge off or I'm trying to take that badge off and just be like, you know what, I'm going to leave this party early because I respect my body and my brain and I need to get, for me, it's about eight and a half hours of sleep a night. And yeah. for somebody else, it might be six or maybe it might be nine. And so a tip that I learned is just to go to bed 30 minutes earlier every night until you naturally wake up at the time that you need to wake up in the morning. Yeah, so that's, that's you a good know tip. Yeah, that's what good feels one. best for your own unique body because every yeah. body is different, right? So oh, yeah, one yeah, person yeah. might be doing it one way and somebody else might be doing something else. Um, yeah. And if you need caffeine in the morning, that means that you probably are sleep deprived because we don't need to have caffeine. No, no, I don't. I think I kind of give up quite a while back. Um, yeah, it's just I'd rather have moringa in the morning. 
Um, so yeah, what you're saying about sleep as well, um, there's a wonderful functional medicinal doctor we have in this country, Dr. Graham Downing, and he taught me an awful lot from his kind of talks and things. And he, he would, uh, functional medicine gets to the cause, the root, you know, yes, kind of deals I with it. it. Uh, and so he was saying that, well, there's an old saying that his, I think his mum or his grandma used to say that, uh, well, an hour before midnight is worth two after. So like he said that basically your body only really does its proper reparative, um, you know, reparative uh, kind of work between the hours of 9 p.m. and midnight. After that, you don't, it doesn't really do any, any, any much better. So he's saying if, if you can go to sleep a bit earlier and mm -hmm. have, you know, like sleep from like three, uh, sorry, like eight, nine till two, three in the morning, then you'll actually your body will, will get uh, healing wise, will get a lot more benefit from it. And, uh, you know, it does make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah in, in terms of sleep as well, yeah, well, as humans, we're not, actually, we were never meant to sleep eight hours at night. We've, we've, that's not natural. And many, many kind of like scientists agree with this, although, you know, we would have, in our ancestors would have slept maybe twice through the day and night, you know, two separate right. periods. Um, not necessarily eight hours each time, but kind of like three or four hours and, you know, and then another three or four hours. If you if you go over to Europe here, you get, you know, uh, go to places like Spain and Portugal, like things shut in the afternoon. Well, mainly because it's too hot, but they like close for siesta or whatever for two or yeah. three hours. And, you know, they have a nap and then go back. And then at night, they're kind of like wide awake and then go to bed later, get up the next day yeah. and do it again. Yeah, so absolutely. With lifestyles. our circadian rhythms, we, our bodies, most of us dip down at about two or three in the afternoon. And then again at about, you know, nine or 10 o'clock, you know, at night. So we I, naturally yeah. have those times. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so yeah, and I actually have a whole workshop just on secrets to sleep, but I think the, one of the most important mm -hmm. things is writing up a routine um, because yeah. mm -hmm. it's really how we treat our bodies when we are awake is just as important mm. as how we treat them when we sleep. And yes. we really need to have that solid night's sleep so that mm. the next day we can perform the best we can. Um, so we have to set the stage by making smart choices about how we end the day, how we prepare for bed. Um, so that we can guide ourselves to sleep. And our body um, gets confused sometimes with um, the electronics and the blue light. So having that blue light oh, filter yeah, on, yeah. don't use electronics 30 minutes before no, bed, no. you know, journaling, thinking about positive things before bed, gratitude. There's so many things that we can do. But really the most important thing is being on a routine and trying to do the same thing almost every night yes coming back to that where you what you said about screens right retina screens retina display okay. screens like mobile phones ipads computers and so on uh, somebody w was telling me about this recently like if you have if say if you're just about to go to bed or if you're in bed you pick your phone up or your ipad or whatever the minute the second that that retina screen kind of brightness goes on it has a boosting effect on your brain to wake it up Absolutely. So if, if you're in bed and light. you're checking your phone, <laughs> yeah, if you're in bed and you're checking your phone, that is having like that kind of LED display, that whatever they call it, is having an instantaneous effect on your brain to go, wake up, wake up, wake up. So if you're thinking about having those kind of things in and around your bed or your bedroom and getting to a good night's sleep, then think twice. Another thing which I found as well, which I, I got uh, a couple of months ago, was an earthing blanket. 
Uh, yeah, from there. And I was like, I, I'd heard about this. Like, it popped up somewhere on, on an advert on Instagram or somewhere, and I was like, what on earth is that? And then I was like, well, there's a company here locally uh, in the north of England that makes these. And I was like, well, this is like, you know, ooh, it's fairly a bit expensive, but it, it's got a plug on it and a lead, and you plug it into the socket. Uh, you don't switch the socket on. Uh, and the earthing blanket is, is like a half blanket that goes over your bed. And it's full, uh, like 5% of it is, is pure uh, silver filament. And the idea is to earth EMF frequencies, uh, UHF, all the, the kind of Wi-Fi, all the horrible kind of electromagnetic smog that your body picks up from being around phones and computers all day long and kind of being in the midst of Wi-Fi signals and everything else. And as you sleep at night, as your skin contacts with the blanket, uh, the uh, electrical negative electrical charge is carried away through the blanket, out the wire, into your plug socket, and as we know, and uh, with your electrics, you, your uh, electrics goes outside the earth uh, port, goes into the ground. It's grounded outside. That we have like a, I think you have two pin plugs over there. We have three pin plugs. The third pin is is like a. a um, like a, a static or like um, kind of dormant earth, so that if there's a problem, that will earth the anything and stop it blowing up. So the earth goes into the ground outside. So as you sleep at night, any all this negative energies, kind of electromagnetic energy, is drawn outside. And I was like, yeah, this sounds a bit far fetched to be true. And I was like, well, okay. And I managed to get one at a cheaper price, and I started using it and. It takes a few weeks, but uh, oh my god, what what a difference it's made! It's just really, really, really bizarre. And I think oh. I, pay, I paid about seventy pounds for it, which is probably about ninety, ninety-five dollars or whatever over there. But it was like, I I'm a massive skeptic over stuff, Laurie, and I'm like, yeah, if I I won't just be a, a critical negative skeptic. I'll be like, well, I want to try it and see if it works. If I can prove to myself that it works on a fine yes. evidence, then I'll do it. I'm not just like a naysayer, like, oh, that's rubbish, yeah. that's nonsense. No, I, and I'm the same way. I think, you know, we have to say, first of all, something might work for you, might not work for somebody else. But when we hear somebody that we know it actually works for, then we're more likely to say, oh, okay, maybe I'll give that a try. So it's, it's good yeah. for us to share with each other some things that work. I also love having Himalayan salt lamps around. Because oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you've got it lets off the negative those. ions that yeah, helps to does. conquer some of the um, <clears throat> electronics. And then I have shungite. Um, it's like a black. Oh, shungite, um, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've dealt yeah, with crystals yeah. all my so life I, and gems. So, yeah, so you know. I have <laughs> one next to my, my bed and then one next to my on my desk. Um to help with that as well. So there's lots of, there's so many different things, but I'm going to look mm. into the earthen blanket. So thank yeah, you. Well, thank you for that tip. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the same as you. I was like, oh yeah, this might be just like some people get a benefit from it. But I started trawling through and I spent several hours trawling through all the different places that sold them, like Amazon and everywhere else, looking at the reviews. And I couldn't find a single bad review, apart from like one or two people where it didn't turn up on time and they were angry or, or, or kind of... But there was everybody was saying like, you know, well, uh, this is this is fantastic. Why haven't I found this earlier? So that was like, I was struggling to... Normally you can find like people, oh, this is rubbish, it doesn't work, or that doesn't work. But it was like, well, yeah, um, 
I couldn't find any negativity around it so I thought go on then I'll, I'll, I'll take the plunge but yeah well crystals as well you know I've, I've worked with um, crystal and gems and metals all my life the entire life and yeah shungite is, is particularly powerful protective energy I have little chunks of uh, uh, pyrite fool's gold around as well to soak up the uh, the, the smog and stuff that are particularly around computers and things it's like littered with those so yeah they can really kind of break down that but we, we're literally just surrounded by it and um, I mean no it's horrible if this 5G thing gets going then that's going to be another level of, of kind of uh, energetic pollution yeah. that yeah. We, we really really don't need because there's, there's no evidence to show that it's safe either yeah. uh, particularly for yeah. brains you know, they were putting these masks up around schools and things in the UK for the last few years to test them. And, like, children are having nosebleeds. Some some have got tumours and cancer and stuff. And they think, well, what what kind of school would um, kind of take money to have a mask put up outside the actual school? You know, to, to, I know they were trying to... They didn't know and they weren't informed and they were just doing it to try and fund the school. But then all the pupils start getting sick. And I think, well... That's really not where we should be going, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think a lot of what we do in our society is we put something out yeah. and then we see how many people get sick. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we have yeah. to fight to take it down. Yeah, so we have to fight It's going it. to be interesting to see that. I just wanted to mm. um, Sorry, also, yes. what, with We're my digressing. phone, if, if you have not, for listeners, changed your phone setting to have your blue light filter on all the time, I would highly recommend that. Yeah, I do use just that, yeah. Yeah. After brain, well, for anybody, but after brain injury, um, for, like for me, I am diagnosed with insufficient um, convergence. So okay, I right, have okay. some mm-hmm. special glasses that have like the rose colored tints yeah. and with the prism, have like the rose colored tints yeah. and with the prism. And so I've been very sensitive to light. And then a lot of people with brain injuries have that same issue yeah, that um, yeah. we're just a little bit more sensitive to it. And so. Yeah. Um, as much as you can keep the dimmer on your TV, on your computer, the blue light filters on, um, to reduce that, um, yeah, that's, that's good advice to your brain. Great advice. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so what else, um, do we need yeah, to talk about so, here as well? Um, another tip would just left. be, uh, exercising the brain, mental stimulation, mm-hmm. and just like listening to this podcast. This is one of your brain exercises, right? Yeah, you're taking definitely. notes, you're being active. And um, also, I hope you all feel grateful for being here today, that you're taking an active role in your healing. But the really, the thing is, is the less we use our brain, the more deterioration we have of the brain. So mm. when I went back to school at the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, I was thinking, I'm so scared, I, I this isn't going to work at first. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, the more I used it, the better it just kept getting. So we want to have these mental brain workouts to keep the mind active um, with also listening to your brain. If you are right away on a concussion, um, you know, you may need to relax the brain more. So Mm. see where you are in that, but it's, you know, crossword puzzles, Mm -hmm. um, reading, uh, maybe taking, you know, more (laughs) wellness classes like this, um, my girls were in grade school when this first happened, and so I would always try to do, we would make a copy of their, like, Sudoku's, their Ken Ken's, their oh, math, yeah, yeah. and we would sit down at the table and we would do the math together. Right. And so it was easy enough that I could do it, but it was also 
I was being active in it because I had a really hard time focusing on numbers um, after the accident. So what can you do um, to improve your brain power? And it's just like, mm. you know, like if we just lift weights like on our arms one time, we're not going to get strong, right? No, it's no, something no. we have to do a little bit every day. So yeah, what is to... something that works um best for you to help improve your um, brain and I think David you and I are very similar in that we are very curious about lots of different ways of healing so I am um, a lifelong learner I'm constantly Mm, um, reading the latest research and different things like that I think it's helpful to be informed about as much as we can about our own health um, so that we can make the best decisions that's best for us. Definitely. It's, it's always better to have way too much information that you can sort through rather than to have too little and, and be to, you know uninformed. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yeah. that's a way that, that kind of like, if, if you do pay too much attention to media and even sometimes social media, then you can get stuck in that. Well, I say don't let other yeah. people do your thinking for you. Yes. And that is one of the, the biggest kind of crimes in this day and age is saying, well, actually, oh, I, I don't need to think about this. Or I don't need to think about that because somebody's already made an opinion for me. Yeah. And that's like that's at the moment that I, I feel that's getting really dangerous for us as a species yeah. <laughs> where, where yeah. we're kind of allowing other people whom we don't necessarily even know who they are to make all our, our opinions for us. Yeah, yeah. Society really tells us who we should be, and um, I realized in the last couple of years that society does not know what's best for me. <laughs> so, oh no, only you know. And only we know, and so that is a lot of times, like I said, fitting out that we might <laughs> be seen as, oh, that's different, that's weird. But I think about how happy I am and how I am living this really great life now. And a lot of it is because I'm choosing not to live the way society and what a lot of people um, have in their back yeah. pockets of what they feel is best. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So just to recap, you know, because yes. we're about halfway through, you know, one was one tip was, you know, eating right for your brain. Um, number two was you know, regular exercise, um, meditation mm-hmm. um, was three, four is quality sleep. Um, the fifth one was mental stimulation, those brain exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then coming on to like just having an, the next one is just having an active social life. And I know this was yeah. really difficult for me after um, yeah. my injuries because I really, and I still have an issue with hearing more than one voice at a time. So going to a restaurant and different okay. things like that. I absolutely can do that mm-hmm. now. Um, but when it's a really loud place, I limit those times. And so what I found helpful to me is just inviting one friend over at a time mm, doing, yeah. instead of having a group of people. And that really helped me to have um, deeper conversations and not so much on the surface. So yeah, thinking about... Yeah. Um, That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, maybe you can volunteer, uh, maybe you can join a little club if you want to meet new people, um, but the best way to get healthy is really find the healthiest person around you oh, and yeah, definitely. be around them more. Yeah, and don't look for the ones that aren't healthy that are going to yeah, take you into things habits, that don't serve you, you higher, your better purpose. Yeah, habits are contagious. Um, so I am uh, getting married. I'm engaged right now. And, and my fiance is definitely healthier than I am. And I really <laughs> was looking for that in somebody that um, 
I wanted to be with somebody that was even healthier than me, that we can inspire each other, somebody that be intentional about that we're Mm -hmm. not going to take health for granted, that we'll always be putting intention towards being the best that we can be. Um, But yeah, and also, you know, a good, like, just laughing. Um, It doesn't just lighten the load mentally. It actually lowers our cortisol, (laughs) so the body stress hormones, and it boosts brain chemicals, you know, like Uh, the endorphins, which um, helps our mood. And and I know for me, first in my first couple years, I was really up and down in my mood. I was yelling, really a lot of stress, Mm. Um, not not being the person who I really thought I should be. And so just having those times where you can just laugh and smile and do something fun every day when I come up with my schedule, I come up with my schedule the night before so I can really look at the next day so it's healthy for me and get mm-hmm. as much done as I can. Yeah. I always try to think about one fun thing. What's one fun thing? And it might just be a five-minute dance session with my teenagers <laughs> in the living room, you know? Yeah, but yeah. it's something that we can just laugh and smile and enjoy yourself or enjoy the people in your life yeah very important point uh, and uh, i spoke about this recently as well the, the vagus nerve the vagus nerve what you would and yes. that that is that's stimulated by laughter singing music dance it's kind of like stimulated by being around people mm-hmm. so that's a major part and and uh, as we explained before it, it starts obviously through the neck and goes down to your heart through you into your uh, microbiome your gut as well so it, it contacts all four brains in the body so it's mm-hmm. essential to stimulate that nerve as well and laughter is yeah that's yeah. the best yeah word. and a lot of times we just don't put focus on like sometimes scheduling that like yeah we to make just, it ridiculous yeah all of a sudden we're like <laughs> oh it's, it's been a couple of days i haven't talked to anyone i haven't laughed it's like okay well what can you do maybe you just have your own dance party maybe you go to a yoga class with a teacher that's really inspiring and makes <clears> you smile um so we can do some things that's um, yeah. and even just like if you watch um, a comedy show maybe that would oh, be yeah. something yeah, of um, to just lighten lighten the load we, we tend yeah. to take life really seriously and yeah, I know I have absolutely no. done this no, no. and sometimes we just have to let, kind of <clears throat> take a step back and go it's not that big of a deal you know, no, it's, no, it's not. And, and if, if you can't learn how to laugh at life and at yourself and at the, the ridiculousness of the situation that, that's going on, then you really are stuck. But yeah, the mo- it doesn't matter. Sometimes it could be anything that, you know, people consider inappropriate or whatever. But if it makes you laugh, if it makes you kind of like, you know, kind of burst out of that little bubble that you're stuck in, <laughs> then just do it, you know. Um, you know, as long as there's no one else that's going to get too offended. Um, yeah. But yeah, just do it. Just just go with that. Because I do the same. You know, some days it's like, yeah, I just need something to make me laugh. And I'll find, yeah. you know, something because we have some, you know, kind of like very intense comedians over here and stuff. And I'll, I'll listen to that and I'll be like, well, yeah, it, it may be appropriate, inappropriate. It may be like kind of, you know, vulgar or whatever, but it's it's funny. And, you know, it's not offensive. But uh, if you can find some way just to stimulate that nerve as well. Uh, and we talked yesterday about death piercing and um, kind of electrical stimulation of the vagus nerve. But, yeah, yeah. laughter and dancing and, and all that, that's the best way. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for my own self, and I've heard this from other people with brain injuries, that I got a little more serious 
than what I used to be. My personality changed yeah, in that way that yeah, I used to be more of a, does, yeah. just a, a goofball. And now I'm coming back to that again. I'm coming back towards yeah, um, that. And it's been, you know, seven years. So be patient that if you do feel that you're more serious, plan this laughter, plan this, because it will come back. And we just have to remind ourselves, remind our brain yeah, yeah. what it feels like to be happy again. Yeah, and yeah. one thing I like to just say, too, is I just choose to be happy. I choose to be happy because it's good for my health. And that's an affirmation I say almost every mm, day is that yeah. I choose to be happy. Um, so another tip, number seven, um, is healthy weight. And so there is a direct correlation now between our body mass index, our BMI, and the size, that memory function of our hippocampus. Um, so as a little laugh, you know, like in this case, size really does matter. <laughs> so, um, but you know, so research does state though, um, unfortunately, as the weight goes up, the physical size of our brain goes down. And Dr. Daniel Amen yes. um, coins this as the dinosaur syndrome. And uh. so it's important um, for us to eat those healthy foods. And when I first started to just eat the brain healthy foods, um, it's amazing. I just weight just fell off because all of a sudden mm. I wasn't eating all that junk food. Yeah. So when you're mm-hmm. eating a brain healthy way, you're also eating just a healthy way. Um, and when you're getting that exercise in every day to help heal your brain, you're also helping your weight. When you're doing your, um, you know, laughter with with people, and when you're getting good night good sleep and and exercising the brain and meditation those are all things that lower the stress court the stress hormone cortisol which keeps the fat Mm -hmm. on us Mm -hmm. so that helps us to lose the weight so there's a lot of different things that we can do um so we can heal and and increase the brain size by lowering our weight and it doesn't mean that you have to be like this the skinny person it's no, just no. that we want to have it so that we're not yeah, it can overweight. Be lean. it can be lean leaner <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely so um so when i work with um with my clients that i work with individually a lot of times you know they ask for weight loss but there's tends to be like pain in their body or anxiety mm. depression that's like the yeah. main thing and so it's just is like oh the losing weight just is like it's a really nice side effect and (laughs) when you live this brain healthy way you just become um healthier on the outside as well which makes us feel um, a little bit more positive as well um number eight um Mm -hmm. is stress management and Mm. i think it's it's again um the way we look at things um if we change the way we look at things, our perception changes, (laughs) and then things really do change, (laughs) right? Because we can't always control what's happening outside. You know, there's going to be deaths in the family. We can't control that we had these accidents already, but we can change that inner world so we can experience our outer world differently. Um, So it's really important... um, that we support our mood and a relaxation and avoid stress. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening today is that, you know, a little stress is okay, but because we go so much into that fight and flight that there's a tiger chasing us, but there's not mm-hmm. really a tiger. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're running late. Oh, there's a, you know, we're late to mm-hmm. this or, oh my goodness, what am I going to have for dinner? And, oh my gosh, my kids are doing this. You know, when we have that all day, this little stress, 
that is just pumping in that cortisol all day long. Oh, and so yeah, it's becoming yeah, so overwhelming. Yeah. That decreases our immunity, so we're getting sick more. Um, and again, you know, it puts that fat in our belly, but it kills the cells in our memory center. Mm. So think about a time um, like when somebody has passed away and how you can't remember things during that time. My mom passed away on Easter, and mm. someone said something about somebody that came to the funeral, and I go, really they were there you know and i thought oh yes yeah, i was just remember. overcome with grief because it was a, a sudden mm. death and um so when we have that stress it's going to make our memory worse and we already have a tough time with a with yeah, syndrome, any kind worse. of injury mm. so we need to be focused on um on lowering that and i think you know so many people that go to the doctor about they're saying about 80 percent maybe even 90 percent of the time the reason why they're actually going to the doctor is because of stress it's stomach yeah, aches yeah, it's it's headaches it's trouble sleeping it's all these things mm-hmm. that have to do to the core concept so i have a whole workshop that's just about how to bust stress and everything that we need to do um so we can really um, support that mood and that relax re- to relax. Um, that sounds really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so number nine tip is just to think positive. Um, I really felt negative at first and just kept thinking, I can't do this. Um, mm. and, and most people's brains are about 80% negative. Um, <laughs> I think that True. after brain injury, we may be more than that. I know I was. So we have to give 81%. these positive messages <laughs> to ourselves. Really doubt these negative thoughts. Doubt the doubts. So think about, instead of saying, I can't do it, to say things like, yeah, I can do it. You know, just have patience. It's going to be okay. And so a lot of times I used to think like health is just about what we eat then. But no, it's also about what we think, you know, what we say. And truly once we replace these negative thoughts with positive ones, we start to have positive results. Um, Mm -hmm. Focusing on gratitude. There is such a healing power of gratitude um, that it reduces the stress hormone by 23% when we focus on gratitude. So every, you know, morning, think about something you're grateful for. In our family, um, we do our prayer at our meal and then we go around the table and everybody talks about something they're grateful for that happened at school or at work that day. And then before bed, I like to have my daughters, you know, tell me three things that they're really grateful for that happened that day. And so what's happening is that when you have to say three new things every single night, um, you really have to think about (laughs) little things that happen. And so my daughter recently just said, you know, oh, I I smiled at this girl. I couldn't remember her name, but I smiled at her and she smiled back at me. And that made me feel good. And so just really pointing out all these little miracles Hmm. that may happen throughout the day that we don't always notice. Mm Yeah, so so I I thought too when I first heard about affirmations, I loved um, Louise Hay H A Y. Oh yeah, Louise um, Hay. Yeah, yeah. When I learned about oh, that, yes. I thought it was really hokey. Like, oh, I'm going to be saying no, I choose no, to be no, happy. No. You know, I yeah. eat foods that are nourishing for my health. You know, all these affirmations. Mm. Um, 
but then I did them and I, and I do them with almost all, every client of mine and it truly does work that we are retraining the brain that yes. all of a sudden we believe in what we are saying. Yes, importantly as well. And yeah, that Louise Hay and Hay House Publications have been a, a, a massive kind yeah. of uh, help to a, any type of spiritual writers and, and things in the past few decades as well and it's worthwhile giving a mention to doc, dr wayne dyer he's, he's, yes. he's gone now as well but yeah he said when you change the things you look at the things you look at change Absolutely. and he, his I wisdom it was like an dr. elder he was a, like a beautiful elder and he was just like well yeah and louise hay too they're both of them just like two dear dear souls and, yeah, um, and just, I have to say those two people are probably two that influenced me the most in how yeah. I think and changing the way I I can think about things and yeah. really looking Powerful. at that I've had so many traumatic things happen in my the last few years, oh, um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, that I should be having this pity party. But instead, I look and I think I am so grateful for everything I have. Yeah. And so it's an important step in healing um, mm. to truly look at the way we think. And um, with my clients, I would say the thing that every single one of my clients has in yeah. common, no matter what mm -hmm. their illness is, it's, it's mindset that they don't actually love themselves. And, yes. and so how to... To, to relate to yourself as your own best friend. And if you say something that's mean, like, oh, of course you failed at that. You always fail. You know, would you actually say no. that to your best friend? No. No, and don't say it to yourself. No. Yeah, don't, don't, and we're with ourselves yourself. the longest, so we better like our and love ourselves. Yeah. And I think in Minnesota <clears throat> especially, we try not to um, brag about anything. We're very humble people. Oh, that's and, good. That's good. And, and so it's, but it's like, well, we still need to love who we are and be kind yeah. and gentle and have self-compassion for ourselves and don't be so hard on us. Well, uh, we are yeah, human that's like the way of the Tao. that are imperfect people. Yeah, that's like the way of the Tao. That's what, what the, the, yes. you taught when, uh -huh. when I taught as well. Uh -huh. uh, and another beautiful teacher of his, isn't it? Uh, well, English, of from here, was Stuart Wilde too. And he taught the same yeah. things in a different way. In it. And he was very funny. You listen to him, he was almost like listening to stand-up sometimes. He, yeah. he was fantastic. But he really challenged people. So, yeah, between these kind of like renegade spirits that would like, you know, challenge you to to um uh like the way the Tao would be like the you know, kind of the way of softness and you know kind of like the way of, of not being confrontational but being kind of working on yourself first of all and then yeah. getting yourself right yeah. so yeah there's, there's many many um wonderful viewpoints there Fantastic. Right. Yeah, so. we could talk about just our thoughts for about two hours, I think. You know, um, for those of you <laughs> that are just, on. you know, having their, you know, <clears throat> having acute issues with their brain injury, I would say Dr. Wayne Dyer is a really easy one to listen to. Yeah, he has like, some audio books yeah. um, that, Maybe. you know, some are more medical research, and he's just very gentle in the way he speaks. He's and wonderful. a nice one to start off with. It's wonderful. And yeah, I just remember there's one in particular on YouTube. It's only about eight, nine minutes, and it's like five things. And he starts off in, okay. the, in the most wonderful way and, and, and just like, you know, five things that you should do in life. And, and there's just, it, it was really powerful. 
Um, and he, you know, talks about never being offended by anything. There's no reason ever to be offended by anything. So people go around looking for reasons to be offended, but you know, all day long you could find a hundred reasons. If somebody says something that you think offends you, just say, "Well, that's that's really interesting opinion. Yeah. I've ne never even considered that before." <laughs> and so on, and, and just diffuse it. Don't don't get into yeah. a fight. And it's particularly important in, in if you've had a brain injury is because you will find people that will try and pick holes in, you know, and they will try and like I did, they will try and kind of like challenge, oh, are you really ill? I can't see anything wrong with you. You don't look ill to me. So you will get this criticism. You will get people that don't understand, that don't want to understand, will attack you or criticize you. And you just say, well, you know, that's really interesting. Thank you. Never even considered it. Yes, absolutely. I diffuse and it. I, it's so true. And the book, The Four Agreements, like what the first oh, agreement yeah. is, um, don't, don't take anything personally. And yeah. that one was a challenge for me. And it is true that, you know, when someone says something that may be offensive to you, it really has nothing to do with you. No, but everything nothing to at do all. With them. <laughs> and maybe that's the most that they know for the knowledge that they have in their life at that time, that they're yeah. doing the best that they can. Mm -hmm. Um and that they probably don't even know that they're offending you at that time. No, and so they're all living their really, own dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful book, yeah. Um, and my yeah. the last tip here, number 10, yes. is, um, is just to have support. Um, mm. Just think about, you know, how you live your life right now. And uh -huh. I always like to think about two different roads, you know, hold out your hands and one road goes to the left and one road goes to the right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make any changes in your life, right, if mm -hmm. you go to stay to the left, maybe you're not making any changes, this is how you're going to keep living. How do you feel about that in one year, five years, 20 years from now? Are you okay with that? Can you accept that? Or yeah. maybe you mm -hmm. put some of these changes in your life. You start to meditate, you start to practice yoga, you really focus on your positive thinking, and then think about that your life could go in a completely different direction, maybe a more mm. beautiful direction. Yeah. Um, so think about what that would be like in six months, a year, you know, 20 years yeah, from now, when you focus on your health and what yeah. you want. Yeah, because um, what you so focus I think on. When you have these changes, when you add things to your life and you're like, why are you doing these crossword puzzles? Why are you mm. going to sleep earlier? You know, you need to tell your friends, you need to tell your family about all mm. these intentions towards mm. your better brain health for added support um, or contact a health coach um, to encourage and to guide you on your goals. But there's so many... Um, things that it is hard it's hard to, yeah. to change your habits but we've all mm -hmm. done hard things so we can do this but when we have other people supporting us um it makes it easier because the road to ha good health is not like just walking up a mountain no. it's more mm. like a roller coaster that we go we do come <laughs> down is, at yeah. times but mm. when we go down those are times that we tend to really learn a lot of good lessons when we have those failures or mistakes and that's uh, yeah, necessary sure. it's necessary to fail yeah. And then we come back up even higher, right? Mm, yeah. And so we, but when we dip down, that's when we really need the support of other people mm. in our life to help us to go back up, to keep going, so yes. we don't continue yeah. to go yeah. to go down. Yeah, very. Um, but I would encourage every everybody that's listening just to think about, you know, what would work best for you. You know, is it changing your food? Is it meditation? Is it, you know, really concentrating on your quality sleep, your brain exercises, mm -hmm. your body exercises, 
getting together with friends for an active social life, getting your weight to be healthy, managing your stress, um, thinking positive, getting support. Mm. You know, what are those tips that resonate, really speak to you first? What would be the easiest thing, that low-hanging fruit? And write that down and then think about what would be the next things and write those down because maybe you start with that first one Mm -hmm. and then in a week you start the next things. Mm. Maybe you could get with some friends and say, do you want to do this with me? Um, and have a group of people that you can go through together. Um, So there's so many great things that we have within our own own control that we can help to help our brain. Um, We just know that this memory loss, this cognitive decline, it's not something that's automatic after a brain injury or as we age, that we can supercharge our brain. And it's by living this brain-healthy lifestyle, by focusing on what we put into our bodies. So just remember, I mean, it's never too late. It's never too early <laughs> to start no, no, that today is the day, um, not tomorrow, but today is the day mm-hmm. um, that we can really make a difference. Fantastic. So, yeah, we've got, you've got a, a really, you've really... Um, Work this this wonderful way you've gone through all the steps of it with us uh, about how people can make a start to make a positive change in their lives and that that is a truly tremendous thing so it's always great to hear somebody who's who's managed to kind of like calcify things and put things in order as well so thank you so much for that laurie that's that's absolutely inspirational just a wonderful thing to hear and i hope that yeah anybody listening to this is gonna well yeah start to think differently now um, because the more we have these conversations, the more we have these discussions between us, then it's different to just kind of writing on the wall at Facebook or on Twitter or wherever. That's there's no a, a lot of context. Yeah, you can fit, you can sit for twenty minutes and write a post on Facebook, and people will answer to it. But you may always get some kind of level of misunderstanding or whatever, and it might take like days for it to play out. But when you have a conversation like this as well, and people are listening too, it's like, well, yeah, hang on a minute. There's a different kind of energy that's carried in somebody's voice, in what they say, and what you've delivered as well has been fantastic. And so that that has a different energy, and that energy carries on. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And yeah, you and I are, are proof that you can heal <laughs> from a brain injury. And I do have to be intentional about the way I live my life, and I do every single yeah, tip. Yeah. Um, I don't just preach it, I practice it. And, and I really, I truly hope that some of the listeners are going to put these simple practices into play um, and maybe you post about them and encourage others to join you. Um, but Absolutely. there is um, a way to create a life that, that you have always imagined. And maybe it's not even what you imagine, but it's even better than what yeah. you could ever imagine. It's definitely going to be different to what the, yeah. world, the world expects from you as well because we said just yesterday that, yeah, you know, maybe you, after you've had an injury or severe brain injury, you're not going to be necessarily looking at being rich or successful or famous or kind of like in any kind of way, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't matter as much. It's about mm-hmm. what you, it's going back to what you enjoy to do, whether that be art, music, uh, health, everything or combination of things or whatever it is it's whatever gets you going it's whatever makes you feel empowered as well 
absolutely fantastic um yeah and and there's a lot for people to think about there from this this, this <laughs> podcast as well and uh we're we going to come back and do another one yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah right, okay well great. we'll do that very soon i'm sure yeah. um right so um just before we go as well um yeah to, to thank you personally for for sharing your knowledge your wisdom your information and obviously information that's very deeply personal to you as well um this this uh disability this this illness this syndrome can take so much from us but it's so easy to for, to, to turn a blind eye through prejudice to, to what it can actually uh, give in the sense of new opportunities. And I know we do sound a bit evangelical sometimes, railing about it, but it is actually, that's how uh, the, the best people that I know have recovered and gone on to do good things in their lives. I've looked at it, is that, well, yeah, the belief and positivity that, you know, no matter what, what's happened, that, that may have crushed some people, is there to serve a purpose to, to let you get on to do better things? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, that's wonderful. So, thank you for joining yeah. us for this first podcast, Laurie. Yes, and we really thank look you so forward much, to David, for everything you do. Your, no, I don't do anything. Um, your role in my <laughs> life really changed the path because oh. you were the first place that I went for support and 
Um, I really am well, just grateful I, to you and everybody that um, well, that I met well, on that yeah, question Facebook group. So thank you so much. Yeah, there's so many good people there. I mean, Jean Jean yeah. is just absolutely amazing. She's always like 13 hours ahead of me, so <laughs> it's yeah. difficult sometimes, like keeping a conversation going and that. But uh, you know, there's Teresa as well, Alison, uh, and and Alison, and and there's there's Scott and others. So they're just like they're all part part of it and and i'll look like i don't think any of us in the group ever actually physically met but i've known these people for like you know most of them for like the best part of 10 years and it's yeah. so bizarre because you know we we do have like you know kind of like a uh you know admin we talk and we we, we connect and communicate but um We've like never been to each other's houses, you know, we right. have families, we don't have that kind of, maybe in future, you know, I don't know, but that, the ideal was always to create a, a network of people worldwide on whatever level. And you know, right. and we're not funded, we've never been funded, it's just, and we've never been commercial, so it's just like, well, we'll just do it because people yeah. need what's to be done. And you know, um, it doesn't cost a lot to run, but it's like, well, yeah, I'll keep doing it anyway then we'll keep that commercial aspect out of it yeah. because it's just not it's not helpful because there's always if you're going to introduce that into a cause then there's always a trade-off and that trade-off will generally mean that you have to adopt somebody else's views or somebody else's message or you have to kind of sell yourself somehow and so we've done well to keep it kind of independent for so long <laughs> in fact i've no idea how we've done it but yeah um it's a pleasure so right smashing so thank you very much for joining us laurie thank you so there we go folks that's part one of our chat with laurie um we'll be back soon to speak to very soon um i just want to thank you as well for um a couple of other messages that have come in um one very um very kind of pleased and you know kind of like um grateful for the the interviews and things that people have given um so yeah that's people appreciate the time that you know people are giving to tell the stories which is really fantastic um there's another message uh, which has come through on twitter i was saying can we please have some more information about uh post-concussion syndrome and grief and and kind of like the things and that we just touched on in, in the last podcast um so yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that very soon later all right so thank you yes for this episode um thank you to laurie um most of all and thank you for listening so much i hope you've enjoyed that again you can get in touch with us on twitter our handle is at post concussion on facebook you can look for us at post concussion syndrome awareness worldwide in the groups there's a few of them and you can contact me david bottomley direct and you can find us on WordPress at www.postconcussionsyndromeawarenessuk.wordpress.com. Yeah, I got it right that time. Uh, so thank you, and I will speak to you again very soon. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcast that we're making, you have to be responsible. 
myself, my guests and my podcast are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 of them now at least and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time and please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just just really, really enjoy what we're doing and so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.